All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here. 30 minutes of live, non-stop Leafs talk starts now. One thing is for sure, never a dull moment in Leafs Nation. What's happening? Presented by Botano and Skip. It's the Monday edition of Leafs Morning Take. Nick Alberga and Jay Rosa. And you heard right there, we got another brand new sponsor on the show, Jay Rosa. Welcome, Botano. What's up, buddy? Sick, man. The betting world is taking <laughs> over the world, man. But yeah, exciting stuff happening and both in the show sponsorships and the Leafs Nation, obviously. Good, man. Happy to start a new week. Can you uh, give me a breakdown first and foremost of what transpired off the air 10 seconds before we came on the air and you yelling crazily? Well, my wife's upstairs doing her thing, and then I just got to let her know we're going live on air, and it's kind of like a mom meatloaf moment there where you just got to say, I never know what she's doing up there. Dude, we think it's simpatico because that's exactly what I thought. I'm like, what's happening right now? Okay, that clarifies that. Uh, secondly, let's get to Michael Bunting to start. Uh, for those of you who have been watching and listening to this show quite a bit the last couple of months, we like to... We like to start off with a, a warm-up, and maybe somebody down the road can sponsor this segment. But Michael Bunting being Michael Bunting, and somehow, Rosie, a 10-minute misconduct for this. That's embarrassing, man. Like, <laughs> I don't th – there's going to be so many people that are like, well, stop doing that shit. But do you know how many guys over the course of the decades have been, you know, agitators like this? You're trying to – you're trying to draw these guys in to punch you in the face and drop you and take an undisciplined penalty. You're trying to bait them. You're being a little bit of a rat and you got to walk the line. And whether sometimes you think that Bunting does it the right way or not, think of all the guys that have come before him who who can do that stuff. And you 
you walk the line and everyone kind of knows where the line is. And for some reason, the ref's like, I'm going to lower the bar on where the line is and give you a 10 minute misconduct for kind of skating backwards and dragging the guy's stick. It's bullshit. And I don't agree with it. And I honestly think that he's being targeted unfairly, but I think it's happened because while he's doing that job, he tends to scream at the refs. And you just, you're just never, ever going to get anything positive come out of that. You're not going to change their mind. You're not going to make them think, oh, I'm going to give them a benefit of the doubt next time. You're going to say, F this guy. You know, I'm going to show him. You know, I'm not going to put up with his BS. He's not running the show here. And they showed it right there. And he's been taking, you know, penalties that he probably doesn't deserve. I mean, he's getting cross-checks in the back last night. And he gets the, what do you call it, the unsportsmanlike for diving. And yeah. he's like literally already on his stomach for getting cross I just don't like it. I don't think it's fair. But if all I could say is for him going forward, you know, you just can't be yelling at the refs, but maybe his reputation's already uh, taken over, I guess. Yeah, these are pretty much reputation calls, and we've seen it throughout the season. I will say the one thing I didn't like was the Maple Leafs utilizing the media to their benefit after the game, saying, yeah, we're going to get Kyle to talk to the NHL. Like, do this behind closed doors. I don't know about you how you feel about that, but Sheldon Keefe, I guess, was pulled about it. The players are pulled about it, and pretty much got to the point where they're like, we got to say something here because this is not right. And I get it. I I'm totally with them. I think this is ridiculous. Uh, watching that made me think a lot of those wars between Colorado and Detroit in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And I remember these because they used to show them on Rock'em Sock'em all the time. Remember like the stick play where a guy would steal a stick, bring it onto the bed? Like it, it, was, it was bedlam. And now you look at what the NHL has become and you're giving a guy a 10-minute misconduct for this. He's just trying to get under their skin. He was successful in that. But what did you make of the Leafs going public with their uh, their anger th towards this? Yeah, I mean, when you get annoyed enough and you think there's injustice or whatever, you're going you're gonna to speak that out. I mean, whether it does it or not, uh, I don't know. You're just letting it be known that you notice something that you don't think is right. Yeah. And when, you know, when it's like that, where it's, clear favoritism i mean the whole thing about referees and officials it like they have no names on the backs of their jerseys they it's just player for player you call the act for you know what it is no matter who it is or how it happens and they're they're clearly not doing that with bunting and and it's a bad look for officiating it's a bad look for the nhl it's not the end of the world and these guys are human but you just can't yeah. You can't, if it was anyone else doing that, it wouldn't have been a 10 minute misconduct. If it was anyone else getting cross checked in the back, they wouldn't have got a diving penalty. So you, it's clear you're saying, eh, I don't like this guy, so I'm going to penalize him. And it, you just, you cannot go down that road, no matter what the reasoning is. And it's just, you've had rat, like, think of Marshawn, what he got away with for years and years and years. And it's like, if you do it right, you can like draw penalties, let alone not put yourself down. And, I don't think what he's doing warrants being put down and given penalties in 10-minute misconducts. It's just, it's not right in my opinion. And I'm not doing that to be a homer or whatever because we follow the Leafs. Yeah. It's just not right. You shouldn't give one player an assessment for just because of reputation. You can't do that. You can't go down that road. Yeah, and contrary to popular belief, as you mentioned, these guys are human beings, that being the referees. And some days they're going to be angry, some days they're not. And they do have long, long memories. And I'm sure they do, uh, specifically with a guy like Michael Bunting. He's always in the thick of things. They could be playing Buffalo, Detroit, Columbus. It does not matter. He's doing his thing out there. And so I wanted to bring that up because I just thought it was so ridiculous how that was handled last night. But a reputation call nonetheless. Remember to subscribe, tap that like button, leave us a review wherever you're checking us out at the Leafs Nation 401 here on YouTube. If you have not uh, subscribed yet, if you're watching right now, please uh, hit that subscribe button at the Leafs Nation 401. 
Additionally, we are available wherever you find your podcast. So uh, Leafs Morning Take is the search and you'll be able to find us nice and simple. Make sure to subscribe and uh, please do us a solid there. Don't forget to visit theleafsnation.com for the very latest on all things Toronto Maple Leafs, thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns. You can drop us a line in the chat down below here on YouTube. But we got a lot to talk about it. Uh, talk about, I should yeah. say. So let's get over the boards. Here we go again. Okay, so th this is going to be a fun conversation. We've had it multiple times on the show this season. Wh where do you want to start things off with everything that transpired in the first period on Sunday night against Detroit? Well, I mean, I've always given Murray the benefit of the doubt. I've always said, you know, you don't win two cups and have the repertoire that he's got behind him without having a, a level of compete and battle and guys go through bad luck and some guys' bodies just tend to get hurt. And I've always done that. And then last night, you know, he looks shaky as hell to start. I mean, he gets a breakaway on him for the first shot of the night. I understand that's not ideal. Um, but he just he just looks like, I think he tweeted some about him cringing every time he goes into the butterfly and just feeling like, just feeling like he's an old man not moving very well. And it seems like there's a pattern of him saying there's my excuse to get the hell out of here and he just leaves and you know i understand he got his legs taken out from you from him and he he falls down and kind of whacks his head i guess i mean let's not forget he's got a freaking helmet on right wasn't it wasn't a wildly so okay it's a grown man falling down he's covered head to toe in equipment and he's just like <laughs> throwing Samson off to the wolves that's what that's what gets me is like murray if you don't battle through this you're putting sammy in there who is a goaltender that we very, very, is very, very important to us right now. He's been playing fantastic. He's probably the starter. You guys are buddies. You guys are in the same role. And you go down like that, and you just don't come back. You're, nah, I can't. Like, you should be doing everything you can. No, I'm good. I can play. Take, take the intermission. Take whatever. He just doesn't come back from that kind of a fall. I'm just like, dude, what's your level of compete? How hurt are you? Do you have a concussion yeah. from that? I kind of have trouble believing that. Did you do anything to try to get back in? I would like to hear if they were like, absolutely not. You're not going back in. We're doing the protocol and it, this game means nothing. But yeah. if that were the case and Wall was in the net, I'd have no problem with it. But you're throwing Samsy, Sammy to the Wolves for like the third time this year. And it's just not right. It's not fair. And I'm starting to question his compete level and where his head's at and how bad he wants to be in the net. And that's the first time I've done that this year. Yeah, exactly. I, I was quick to jump on it because the track record has been there for quite a bit of time. Now, firstly, I will say it's tough to comment on what happened behind the scenes. Uh, the Leafs could have easily said, you know what, you have a history of concussions. We're not throwing you back out there. But I, for one, doubted from the second. As soon as he went down, I'm like, there's no chance in hell if he leaves this game, he's coming back. And that's exactly what we saw. They showed the, the video, the picture of Ilya Samsonov stretching before the second period. I'm like, that's it. That's all for the night. Of Matt Murray. It, the timeliness is not great, but it really made me wonder if this is real life final destination. I don't know if you've seen those movies, man. Well, like the amount of fluky and freaky injuries that happen on a yearly basis to Matt Murray is egregious to me. Where I'm past the point of calling this guy a band aid and more so feeling bad for him because he's always injured. There's not much more you can say, quite frankly. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. 
Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Yeah, it's frustrating. I mean, his reputation preceded him, and guys were talking about him being that way. But you know what? We can't you can't throw the towel in right now and say, are we done with Matt Murray? Because we don't know what the future holds. We don't even know where he's yeah. at right now. Maybe the the trainers of the powers that be said, you know what, we're not throwing you back into this kind of a nothing game, but it, and, and he's going to be fine. And he's just checking things out and he very well could go into the playoffs and get his chance in the playoffs and, and play quite well, which he's shown that he's capable of still doing, but it's just every day and every Thing that happens just points more and more towards Samsonov being the starter going into it. And I'm fine with that. He's fantastic for us this year. Uh, he's a high quality goalie with, with good caliber and reputation behind him. He's a first rounder recently. Um, whatever happened in Washington, it was the bubble, remember. And I've always liked signing Sammy as an insurance policy because of the injury history. And here we go. And we're going to use him a lot. And we have leaned on him. And it's it's been fine. But... <laughs> I, it's yet to be seen with Murray. Like, do you are you ready for the playoffs or not? Do you want to be on this roster? Do you want to be the starting goalie or not? Because they don't get a chance to show you a lot, but what he does show is that he's easily able to take himself out of the crease and go back to the dressing room where maybe that's his comfort zone. I don't know where his head's at, but he certainly doesn't look like he's doing everything he can to battle for this team and and make sure he stays in that. Well, that's exactly it. To me, ultimately, it comes down to the question, how much uh, intestinal fortitude do you have? How, how badly do you, how, does that fire burn for you? And when I see Matt Murray, when I think of Matt Murray, I just don't feel and think that way. But I wonder from a player's perspective, you having played in the NHL, what goes through the head of a player when you see somebody like that? And, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be a goalie. It can be a forward. It could be a defenseman, whoever on that roster. There's no doubt in the room, guys murmur to each other. Like, there's no doubt in my mind. And you see this happen over and over and over again. It's like, here we go again, no? Uh, tough to say. It would be kind of a personal thing. I, I think that guys are so busy with their own stuff and trying to stay on top of their own, you know, lives and careers and play and mindset and do everything they can. You notice, oh, yeah, I'm, you know, Murray's down again. And what's what's the story a little what's the story what, what do they say about him and you get the information okay you take that and then you go on with your business it's not a whole lot I don't think guys are in the shower saying what the hell is this guy's deal um but it's definitely <laughs> noticeable of like oh shit here we go again but uh 
it's tough to say, man. I, I really, I don't want to say too much until we figure out what his deal is. I mean, yeah. if he's out and he cannot play the rest of the week and this and that, it's just like, dude, how, like, how soft do you have to be? I mean, I'm, I'd like to give a guy the benefit of the doubt and maybe his head is rattled up or whatever, but at the same time, yeah. I am watching, I'm a, I'm a grown man who can watch a guy kind of fall down with full gear on that. That's not enough to, I'm just sorry. Like, like that's not, you watch this, go watch that game and do a highlight clip of guys getting smashed against the boards and falling down to the ice and getting whacked and cross-checked and their head gets rattled around. And it's like, that happens. It's not enough to, it just didn't seem like, it's of course because it's Matt Murray. He just falls down to the ice when someone you know knocks him down unexpectedly, and he's just out of the game. And Murray's got or Sammy's got to come in cold as hell. He's getting overworked. What if he almost looked a little bit sluggish getting out of one of those plays? And yeah. it's just like fuck me, man. Are you seriously going to put us in this position where we could you know have Sammy get hurt too, and just the whole season comes tumbling down like you're playing with fire? They knew this was coming, though, right? Like, and they mean Kyle Dubas. Um, they they went out there, they stuck their neck out for a guy they knew, former Sue Greyhound, two-time Stanley Cup champion with the Pittsburgh Penguins, got this elite resume. They knew they had to have known what they were getting into. I, for one, am not perplexed. I'm not surprised at all. This has been Matt Murray for X amount of years, whether it be Pittsburgh with the Ottawa Senators and now with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Ultimately, to me, and again, call me crazy, but I think this this acquisition, this trade, could end up costing Kyle Dubas his job. And I mean that, you know, thinking that Ilya Samsonov is the number one guy. Having said that, you need more than one goalie in the Stanley Cup playoffs if your name's not Andre Vasilevsky. There's a couple others, Igor Shostorkin. But to suggest that Ilya Samsonov could be the guy for the entire series is kind of scary. Joseph Wall has had a great season, but let's not forget, he's really, really young. It's just really disappointing to me from the Murray perspective, but I can't say I was not expecting this. Like, Rosie, we've seen it throughout this season. The guy just can't stay healthy. But again, I get to the point where I just feel bad for him because of the amount of fluky and freaky injuries. Like, you can't even chirp him anymore because the way he gets hurt is ridiculous to me. Like, Lucas Raymond loses an edge, bumps into him. Matt Murray's not expecting it, falls back, and hits his head. Like, you can't even plan that if you did that 100 times out of 100. I know, and it's a big deal because he gets taken out where you could watch, again, a highlight reel clip after clip of goalies getting ran into and falling over, and, you know, they usually just get up, but Murray just never does. So, I don't know. You say it's scary to have Samsonov in the playoffs. I don't think it's scary. I think he looks freaking phenomenal. You see some of the saves he made last yeah, night? But he didn't have any preparation. He didn't get any of his warm-up. You should see some of the shit these goalies do in order to be as acrobatic as they are you know, before yeah. a game to get their bodies and, I mean, their hips and their groins and everything they got to do to get to the point where they're putting themselves in those positions to make those saves. He didn't get to do any of it because he doesn't start the game. So he has to sit there for a while and just be cold as hell. And then he goes in and, like, the game in everyone's mind was a fucking just lit on fire after that first period anyways. But he made some ridiculous saves. He has kept them in the games. I just, I have full support in Samsonov, and I had for months now, going into it thinking that he is the best goaltender for this team and his numbers show it his wins show it his attitude shows it his play shows it it's just like i have no problem with this guy going and what do you what have you done for me lately and the answer is he's done a lot for this team and he's hot and we can totally ride him into this thing and and see what happens with murray let's mesh this in into the weekend recap here so i thought samson was phenomenal against ottawa 
on Saturday. And I sort of laugh like they want to play this guy more on the road, but it's playing in Ottawa really a road game. It felt more like a home game again for the Leafs, but he gets the shutout. Another brilliant effort. Redeems a Horna, scores in his Maple Leafs debut. Love to see the plugs chip in from time to time. Detroit game, whatever. You know, we're going to talk about load management. Marner didn't play. McCabe didn't play. Giordano didn't play. Again, we've been talking about this at nauseum for like three weeks. The games don't matter in terms of the standings. They're feeling pretty comfortable. They're going to get home ice here against Tampa. They just want to be healthy. And that's the big word getting into the Stanley Cup playoffs. But, you know, getting back to the conversation about Ilya Samsonov, I, I trust is a big thing for me. And I think the Stanley Cup playoffs is a way different animal. The track record, the resume is not there. And I tell you, game one hits and you face that first bit of scrutiny, adversity. I just wonder how Samsonov's going to react. That's it. Well, you go look at all the goaltenders who have played in one series over the last, whatever, go back five years, and they're not all, they don't all have sterling records of proven yeah. thing. The reason you get a sterling record of being a proven goalie is you go into the playoffs and you get the job done. That's how yeah, you but, get a reputation. You got to start somewhere. And that's where Sammy is. He's starting right here and he's showing nothing but stopping a shitload of pucks and winning a lot of games and playing really good hockey. Yeah, but I see your point. But in most of those series, teams are not playing the best goaltender on the planet where the margin for error is razor thin. Now, I know automatically people in the chat are going to bring up, well, Jack Campbell and, and Andre Vasilevsky had the same 897 save percentage in last year's series. And I get it. But when push comes to shove and it gets later in a series, the numbers are the numbers and Vasilevsky gets better and better as the games go on. When you look at Ilya Samsonov, the track record's not there. The sample size is short. And I, when you stack them up specifically against Andre Vasilevsky, it is night and day for me. That's all I'm saying. That's fine, but that's not his problem. He's got to stop pucks, yeah. and that's what he's doing. It doesn't like it's it's not it's not how Sammy does in net has nothing to do with how Vasilevsky does in net. That's the that's yeah. the player's job is to solve him and make the plays and get him moving and and solve him. And Sammy's job is to do exactly what he's doing right now. So regardless of what happens on the other end and the other crease, it's not, I mean, if you want to put the numbers up beside each other and compare, that's fine, but it's got nothing to do with Sammy. He's just going to go stop the puck, do the best job he can. And why not have confidence in what he's been doing this year and how he looks and where his head's at, where his abilities are, how high his confidence is. It's just like, nobody knows what's going to happen in that series, but we can sit here and say, you know what, what we have with this goaltender has been quite good. Murray aside. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough, and uh, we'll see what transpires over the next couple of weeks. And suddenly, Joseph Wall, that conversation we had last week, becomes a bit more pertinent and relevant, not knowing the status yeah. of Matt Murray. And unsurprisingly, after the game, they gave us nothing. But when it comes to Matt Murray, I just proceed thinking he's not going to be there until I'm proven wrong. I'm sorry to say that's just the way, um, you know, it's been with Matt Murray the last couple of years. He's just so unpredictable. And that's the one position you would love some predictability is in between the pipes, but so be it. Uh, onwards, we move to load management. First, let me tell you about Mitch's Dishes, brought to you by our new friends over at Skip. We're happy to tell you about Mitch's Dishes by Skip. Using the promo code TLN15 on the Skip the Dishes app, you'll get $15 off when you spend $30 or more on Mitch's Dishes. Please note that this offer is exclusive to Skip. Additionally, a portion of the proceeds will be donated to the Marner Assist Fund to combat food insecurity. Skip is currently serving up game time eats across the GTA in Ontario in the likes of Brampton, Guelph, Kitchener, Toronto, Oshawa, and Waterloo, among other great places. If Mitch likes it, it's got to be great. Uh, I tried it out this past weekend, the Chicken Wings, Rosie, phenomenal stuff. I will tell you that. Did you use the promo code? 
I did. I got the promo code. You could only use it once, so make sure you jump at it quickly. I believe only the first 300 people will have access to this promo code to get $15 off when you spend $30 or more on Mitch's dishes. So we get to the load management conversation. We saw it again last night, as mentioned. No Marner, no McCabe, no Giordano. By the way, the Leafs have now rested every single one of the nine defensemen on their roster since the trade deadline. And I was almost like in stitches laughing seeing Connor Timmins out there for the first time since February 24th. And what was it like the first shift tough pass to Sam Lafferty, Ollie Mata defenseman comes the other way on a partial breakaway and snipes. And it's one, nothing Detroit, just like that. Yeah. Tough bounce. Not what you want when you've been out for a little while. I've been there before where, you know, <laughs> whatever happens and the stars don't align and you don't get in the lineup for a while. And then you get thrown out there cold and you just want to get your feet under you you want to get some shifts under you want to see the you know the timing of it and feel the puck a little bit and to, to have a mistake like that go into your net is just the worst case scenario but on the other side of it you gotta you know at least there's reason for it the guy's been you know rusty as hell and I don't mind this load management stuff uh right now I didn't like it when there's 16 games left to play and yeah we don't know what we're doing with the lineup and we can't really get anything going um now you know you got the last week or two of the season here you're going to start plucking guys out and and doing a little rotation and just getting the percentages of of how much effort they're expending and energy and the chances of injury just start to go down and kind of manage that a little bit how much load you're putting on these guys and I'm totally fine with it. And on the other side of things, you get you get other guys to jump up and, uh, you know, be able to touch the ice a little bit more in the NHL. Yeah. You get to see what you have. If if shit hits the fan in the playoffs, you get to see who's who, where everyone's head's at as far as down the pipeline and throughout your depth. So I got no problem with it at all. I don't like to see Sammy get thrown in there back-to-back, -back, thrown to the Wolves like he was, and it didn't go well, obviously. But uh, some of those things you can't control are what you're trying to prevent by doing this load management thing. And at this point in the season, I think is the time to do that, yes. Yeah, we even saw my my Paisan Nick Aprizizi uh, play his uh, uh, season debut last night, pick up an assist in that game, redeems a Horna, of course, who they got in the Dryden Hunt deal at the deadline, snipes in his debut. He's a big body presence, six foot six up front. So I like these stories of guys who wouldn't necessarily get that opportunity in a juggernaut team like the Maple Leafs late in the season, get that opportunity. Um, with all that in mind, I think down the stretch, you, you mentioned it, about six games remaining in this regular season. I want to see Matthews and JT and Nylander sit at least one of those games. Like, I want to make sure these guys are 1,000% for game one, fresh, rested, and feeling good about their game all in one, right? Yeah, for sure. Give the guys a little break. Uh, you know, it's not going to throw off anybody by breaking up lines because they've hardly had lines that have stayed consistent. So they should be used to it when a guy gets pulled out of the lineup or who normally wouldn't be. And you got to mix the lines up a little bit and, in, in, you know, introduce some new bodies into that lineup. So they're used to that, which is fine. And uh, it's a nice time of year where, you know, some guys can step up like you were talking about your boy to go in there and and get a goal and chip in. It's guys where guys can make themselves contracts for the next year. You know, on Thursday, we're going to have a, a guest on Tim Stapleton. Some people might remember yeah. that name. Uh, Timmy got a chance with the um, around this time of year with the Toronto Maple Leafs, got called up, and he's a skilled forward coming out of college. And he uh, he got a chance in the shootout around this time of year. I think the Leafs were out of the playoffs, but he scored the shootout mm -hmm. winner. And I remember talking to him going, holy shit, I couldn't go out for dinner the next night. 
because people were like mobbing me about the game the night before he goes from a nobody to you know a, a known guy and I was laughing going I guess that's the Toronto market and I was traded there right after him so it was uh it's interesting to talk to those guys this time of year it makes for good storylines especially when you're just waiting for the bloody playoffs to start and you get to see some of that happen hey did you see who the e-bug was last night after the Murray injury no the what the e-bug so the emergency backup goalie i was there oh. for the david Ayres game a couple years ago that was an absolute fucking joke man it was a joke the way the leafs came out when david Ayres came in that game and he's still he's still a celebrity after that game like three four years later carolina still flies him out there i think it's so embarrassing for the leafs like even from the Leafs' perspective i still can't get over that game we're a couple years removed but it was curtis joseph last night who was the e-bug so he would have gone in if Ilya Samsonov got hurt, which, again, and I've talked about this throughout the season. I've followed this team, covered them from a media perspective longer than you, clearly. I've seen everything in, like, 12 years covering this team. That would have been the cherry on top. The Leafs don't know to lose properly. Every time they lose, there's some sort of embarrassment attached to it. That would have been the cherry on top if Curtis Joseph, 3,000-year-old Curtis Joseph, came into the game last night because they had nobody else. So thankfully it didn't Was happen, he Rosie. I was watching highlights today and they're like, and look who it is. And then I thought they said, no, he wasn't the emergency backup, but that would have been crazy. Or was he? I don't know. But just seeing him in his like alumni jacket with a bag over his shoulder was hilarious, man. And oh. it's interesting when like, it is interesting to say like, what do you do when two goaltenders go down? And it it's, you get the David Ayers, you know, storylines oh, okay. and stuff like that. But hopefully you're on the good side of it. Not the, not the ugly side of it where the Leafs found themselves last or a couple of years back. Yeah, so my mistake, I was duped because I did see a Mike Zeisberger tweet last night that said suggested that Curtis Joseph was the e-bug, but I'm now seeing his timeline, him saying that he was not the e-bug. So my mistake on that front, but it wasn't even April Fool's yesterday. I'm very curious to see who would have came into that game. So throw away anything we just said the last five minutes because I, I read it incorrectly, and I read that from a couple different people last night on social media that it was Curtis Joseph. Unfortunately, it was not. I'd love to see Cujo back in the blue and white having said that let's get to the batano wrap-up right now we're getting back into the betting conversation here on leafs morning take a very quiet slate for this monday rosie but one game uh, i have my eye on is that minnesota vegas game so back on saturday minnesota was in vegas at t-mobile arena and the golden knights won 4-1 on home ice so this time around i'm going to take minnesota to win the back end of the home and home here they're 24 11 and 3 at XL Energy Center and both teams jockeying for playoff positioning right now in the Western Conference. Yeah, I think they're both looking to try to win their division still, and it's uh, it's not a done deal. So I'd actually prefer that when you have something to play for and you just keep going. Because I remember when, you know, in, in, the, in the position that the Leafs are in right now, it's difficult because you're going – everyone knows the the points aren't that important and you're not really playing for that and i remember the coach is just constantly constantly trying to remind guys we got to keep playing with urgency urgency we got to keep playing at a high level we can't take days off these are important and you can't just turn it on on day one of the playoffs and blah 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 and you look at the the golden knights and the minnesota wild here still battling to win you know divisions and whatnot so it's a little different looks for different teams this time of year and these guys obviously having a big game uh against each other here tonight so yeah it's something to watch for sure so looking now at the uh, chat and it's on fire appreciate everybody tuning in here on this monday as we're now two weeks away from the start of the stanley cup playoffs april 17th is the start date by the way we don't have confirmation we know over the weekend we did find out We've known this for like three months, but it's going to be Toronto and Tampa in round one. It looks like the Leafs are going to have home ice, but we don't know yet. 
when that series is going to start. My assumption it's either going to be the 17th, which is a Monday, or the 18th, which is a Tuesday. So stand by for confirmation on that. We go to the chat. Uh, Sean writes in, I feel like Murray shows relief when he gets injured. Like, woo, I don't have to play and I'm getting paid. I can't go that far. You know, I, I've been tough on Matt Murray throughout this season. But, man, <laughs> I'm at a point where it's like I've seen it all. Bless you. I've seen it all, and I'm just – I'm over ripping the guy because I honestly feel bad for him at this point. Like, he gets hurt so much. Like, it's final destination in real life, man. Yeah, it's hard not to say. Like, it feels like there's a, a yeah, sigh of relief when he goes out or he's looking yeah. for an excuse to get out of there when yeah. it doesn't look good. And, I mean, we were tweeting about how – rough he kind of looked that first few he minutes terrible in the, last in the first night. yeah period and then as soon as he gets an opportunity he's straight to the locker room never to return but uh it is tough something to bring up here i'm looking at the uh, frozen four yeah. schedule here matthew nyes plays on thursday and i mm -hmm. think that could be it for him if they don't win that game yeah. because the finals yeah. national championship is on saturday but nonetheless he will be available after this week to sign and it'll be interesting to watch and see what his decision is i'm sure he kind of already knows what it is and no one just has been announced to his decision but i honestly would really love this guy to sign and then when they're doing this load management they bring him in throw him four nhl games three nhl games and see what he looks like man it would be interesting as hell down the stretch here you just you're always beaming when you talk about this kid man I, i'm just tempering <laughs> expectations I, I just have so much ptsd from lit remember nick robertson man like it, i know it's a different type of player a different type of story but nick robertson it's just overhyped in this market everybody's talking about he was so dominant in the ohl he was incredible but let's not forget this is the national league and on top of that this is the stanley cup playoffs like you're at the most elite of levels and to suggest a guy who's playing college hockey is going to jump right in and be a difference maker. I can't get to that level, but I'm happy you brought up Matthew Nyes because again, we interviewed him a couple months back. Go back here at the Leafs Nation 401 where you can subscribe to our YouTube page. The interview's up there as well, some clips as well. So make sure to go check out that interview and and maybe some uh, a couple tea leaves were left by Matthew Nyes in that interview as to if he's going to actually sign with this team or not, maybe even potentially what number he'll wear. So make sure to go check that out. Uh, Josh writes in Rose Hill for NHL commissioner. What would you think of that, Rosie? Woohoo! No, that'd be bad. I'd rather <laughs> run the PA than run the than run the NHL, man. It's uh, <laughs> of course you would. Classic tough player, gig, yeah. man. Tough gig. Yeah. All those billionaires just wanting to rake in even more money. I was uh, right. this weekend. I was having some beers with some buddies, and they were they had no idea what escrow was. They had no idea about like the lockout. Yeah. They thought it was the same thing as a strike. And I was doing a little education session on. Uh, what exactly it is with escrow and where that money goes and it comes right off the players checks and it goes to prop up the teams like phoenix and yeah i don't think i could go i'm not a i'm not a corporate guy as far as gary bettman and all those owners and what their aims are with their pocketbooks and stuff i'd way rather be the head of the pa yeah classic you classic player for sure uh just finishing up our thoughts on the uh the chat gary k rates in brick wall like that like the pun there uh, Super Strict says you obviously have to be careful with concussions. I get that from the Murray perspective. Uh, what else we got here? A lot, a lot of people in the chat today. Raymond raises his right leg, lifting Murray's left leg. Only then does Murray fall backwards. James Baxter writes that in. I, I don't want to get into that semantics, uh, but again, it's just uh, it's kind of scary when you look at the goaltending situation where it was, say, 24 hours ago to what we're feeling now with Matt Murray down, Ilya Samsonov there, and presumably Joseph Wall, who's only 24, as Super Strict 
writes in to, to potentially be the backup in the Stanley Cup playoffs. But again, that's going to be an incredible story if that is the case going into the postseason because everybody wants that next Jordan Bennington, and that question's been asked in this market for the last couple weeks. Can Joseph Wall be that guy? I don't know if they can repeat history. Yeah, Wall looks good. I mean, honestly, if we're getting ahead of ourselves, if we start yeah. the playoffs on the 18th or 17th or whatever it is, and yeah. Matt Murray's still freaking off roster because of that. He's not going to be there. Come on. He's gone. Oh, my God. <laughs> Tip, he tipped over. He's out. Dude, tipped he's over. Season he over. I'd be. I'd fucking yeah. lose it if that was the case. If he wants to take a little rest <laughs> and make sure he's fine, okay. If you don't play in the playoffs or address on the bench in the playoffs because of that incident – Fucking light the lead. Guy's on been fire. resting. Guy's yeah. been resting since he won his second cup with with Pittsburgh. And I'll leave you with this. <laughs> I'll I'll bring back January twenty seventh. Nick Alberga, Jay Rosehill in the alumni box at Scotiabank Arena, getting set for a Matt Murray revenge game against the Ottawa Senators. We show up, hurt his ankle in, in the pregame, but apparently was good enough to back up because he's wearing the ball cap on the bench, but not playing the game. So there you have it, Rosie. It's a tough look. It's a tough look. Good thing we got Sammy <laughs> back there. All eggs getting moved to the Sammy basket if they weren't already. And, uh, that's, and that's perfect because it's Easter next weekend. So we're going to leave it at that. Right. And coming up tomorrow, Rosie, we're going to tee up the game against the Columbus Blue Jackets. I can't wait to see who they rest tomorrow. Maybe it's JT. Maybe it's Matthews. Uh, sneakily, I'm probably looking at Columbus in that game. I just You watch that game against Detroit. I think a lot of these guys just getting getting ready for the Stanley Cup playoffs. And there's not a lot of a lot to look forward to the last couple games. Matthew Nyes for sure. Number two, Ryan O'Reilly. But outside of that, just get me to game one against Tampa, please. Yeah, agreed. It's kind of a shitty time of year, let's be honest. We're, uh, it's a, it's a yeah. balancing act, trying to stay ready, trying to care about things, just wanting to get to the promised land. When you've done what's one of the drawbacks of doing so well in the season, when you got yeah. home ice wrapped up and there's games and games and games left, Rick, good on you, man. That's a, you know, a tip mm -hmm. of the cap to teams that accomplished that because it means you got it done in the regular season, but got to stay focused, stay on top of things and, and get to that promised land where the games mean a lot again. But that will be interesting when Ryan O'Reilly comes back, see who they load manage here, see if they bring up Joseph Wall, see if they want to get him touches. I was wondering where I wasn't on the bench last night, but probably with the Marley schedule and whatnot, it, it was better for him to, to stay there and play and stay sharp. So we'll see what happens moving forward. But I'm going to be watching the ticker pretty closely to see if there's any announcement on our fella, Matt Murray. And of course, you can go over to leafsnation.com for the very latest on all things Toronto Maple Leafs. So we'll leave it at that. We'll be back on Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern time for a preview of the Leafs and the Columbus Blue Jackets. For Jay Rosehill and producer Alex, I'm Nick Alberga. Thanks so much for listening and watching. Take care. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 